Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard tonight's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is September 12th, 2022. Anno Domini. Tonight's top headlines. President Biden uses his 9-11 speech to target and attack MAGA Americans. Next, a judge has barred an official who took part in the January 6th demonstration from seeking or holding office. Third, 9-11 Gitmo detainees to receive plea deals from the Biden administration to avoid the death penalty. And finally, Visa, MasterCard, and American Express are starting to categorize sales from gun shops. All this more ahead, Human Events Daily. So you'll get it at this point, right? President Biden is talking about you when you give that speech just there. You notice he didn't talk about threats abroad. He didn't talk about the CCP. He didn't talk about existential threats to the United States. He didn't talk about our porous southern border where Mexican transnational organizations are coming back and forth across that border every single day. No, 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 no. You have to care about the borders of Ukraine and you have to care about which oblast and how what percentage of that oblast uh, Ukraine does or doesn't have control of. That's the most important thing in the world. But don't you dare ask questions about the borders of your own country. Don't you dare ask questions about whether your own national sovereignty is being defiled on a regular basis. If there's a humanitarian crisis that's going on hundreds of thousands per month going across our own board, don't even worry about that. No, no, no. You have to care about Eurasia and the killing fields of a Slavic border dispute that's been going on for a millennia. That's where we're key, key focused, focused like a laser beam. So President Biden is using his 9-11 address to attack MAGA Americans. When he talks about threats to democracy, we know what he's talking about because he just gave a major address at Independence Hall in the United States, Philadelphia, telling you that you were the threat to democracy, that MAGA Americans free and open internet, the ability for us to question whether or not our elections were conducted with integrity. These are actual threats to democracy. And I always go back to Adrian Vermeule on this one. Professor Vermeule has this great quote about it where he says, when they say democracy, they mean liberalism. You are a threat to liberalism. We will fight threats to liberalism. And of course they are. Just look what they did to Steve Bannon. They ran Steve Bannon through a perp walk just a few days ago. Why? Because he's a threat to liberalism. They're putting 35 FBI raids, subpoenas, services that are going out, a whole new grand jury, not just on this idea of whether or not the election was conducted with integrity in 2020, but now even on fundraising for the Save America PAC. There's another grand jury on that. Grand jury after grand jury, after raid, after arrest, at perp walk after perp walk. And here's all I have to say. The left doesn't have to come up with little, little funny phrases like TikTok, TikTok, two more weeks and it's gonna happen. TikTok sealed indictments. No, they don't have to say that because they can watch TV and they can see their political opponents being arrested every single day in this country. There is one side that uses the, law, the legal system and lawfare to go after the other. And that's the side that if nothing changes, that's the side that's gonna win. You win when you are willing to fight harder than the other side, period. End of story. 
Now, I'd love to go back to a country where all of this was taken care of in the political space, in the political space where it's debate, where it's voting, where we get out of the legal space. There's no more legal space going on. It's just political. But now they've brought the legal system into politics. They've completely politicized it. They politicized the judiciary. They politicized our entire process of prosecutors all the way down from the federal level all the way down to the local level. And you can see this. This was done in conjunction with academia, through the law schools, and many other functions. But, but, at the end of the day, this is what they're doing. They're trying to criminalize dissent in this country. To the point, by the way, I go on to the extent, I go on Instagram. I post that photo of Trump from Lower Manhattan. It was the week of September 11th. And I get fact-checked on Instagram. So a label gets slapped on that thing, and they say, missing context. I said, what is, what's, what's missing? I just posted a photo. I didn't say he was there on September 11th. I didn't say he was uh, helping pe people get pulled out of the rubble. I didn't say that he was flying an airplane into a building. I didn't say anything. I said, he went down there. I got fact-checked because they want to put the brakes on that because they don't want anyone hearing, seeing, or knowing that Donald J. Trump turns out actually is a good person, that he goes and does good things even when people don't ask him to. Because no, he has to be a monster, you have to be criminalized because they're coming for you and they're coming for your families. Well, in another story from Clown World, a judge has barred an official who took part in January 6th from seeking or holding office. A judge in New Mexico who should be disbarred themselves, this is by the way, according to the epochtimes.com, has barred an official for breaching the, breaching the grounds on January 6th, parading and walking around in the U.S. Capitol. This person has been breached, excuse me, this person has been banned from seeking or holding federal office, and the official has been removed from their position. A state district court judge, Francis Matthew, I'm going to say that, in, that name again, state district court judge Francis Matthew, someone who is completely insane, drunk with power, has removed Cooey Griffin, an Otero County commissioner, from his office, he has then taken hit the next step, the completely insane next step, of saying that he can never again seek or hold office in the United States. District Court Judge Matthew Francis, or Francis Matthew, also concluded by himself, apparently, that the Capitol breach, the riot, was an insurrection against the U.S. Constitution and that Griffin engaged in the insurrection when he entered Capitol grounds. Now, let me see, let me see. Where, where exactly where was the violence that took place here? Where was the violence? Where was the attack? Oh, what did Matthew actually admit from his own mouth? Judge Matthew stated, Mr. Griffin aided the insurrection even though he did not personally engage in violence by joining the mob and... Oh no, just, if there's children in the room, just please, you know, earmuffs right now, get them out of here. He trespassed, he trespassed on restricted capital grounds. He contributed to delaying Congress's election certification proceedings. That delay, and again, I, I hope the kids are still out. 
it lasted for several hours. I mean, they were, they were able to finish it that later, later that day, but. We've had sitting members of Congress arrested before. We've had um, presidential candidates run even after being convicted felons. We've never had something like this. Oh, correction, we have. Because under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, it states, no person shall hold a federal state office if they, having personally taken oath to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in an insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid and comfort to the enemies thereof. Here's the problem. That was written about the Civil Wall. Civil Wall. That was written about the Confederates. That was written about a, a battle that took place over 100 years ago. It had nothing to do with January 6th. Because that was an actual, well, you, you better believe that was an actual armed conflict between the southern states and the northern states. You can argue over who started it. Fine. It's not my point. The point is that article, that amendment, was written specifically for that case. They waged war against the United States Army, the United States government. They didn't do this. If you talk to any of the people who were there on January 6th, Unless it's Ray Epps or some Fed. What they were saying is they were trying to enact the Constitution. They were trying to protect the Constitution. But this judge didn't do that. And whether you agree or disagree, you can't state that that's not why they went there that day. You can't. Now, I don't support violence. I always say that, right? Caveat, caveat, caveat. This judge should be disbarred. And this man deserves this to be overturned on appeal. He deserves an apology. He deserves to have his job immediately reinstated. And by the way, leave it up to the voters of his county, the voters of his district, whether or not he should continue in that position. It's up to them. It's not up to us. So we just had the anniversary of 9-11. 9-11 is the anniversary of a few things. Number one, obviously, terror attacks the World Trade Center, 2001. Number two, Benghazi. Do not forget about that. 2012, the idea that we would have this situation where the Obama administration, Hillary Clinton, when she was Secretary of State, were caught with their pants down in Libya running a gun smuggling operation of surface-to-air missiles that they were stealing, not stealing, but they were taking after having aided the moderate Libyan rebels, by the way, Representative Adam Kinzinger, we've still got the photos of you from Libya, bro. We've still got the photos. They were then taking them and giving them to the, the moderate Syrian opposition up in Syria. Terrorists found out about this, came in, they attacked the CIA site, killed the ambassador, killed three security contractors who were there as well, special forces guys. There's movies about that. And yet, that anniversary came and went didn't even seem like anyone was talking about it. If you still want to talk about that, shoot us an email, liberty at tpusa.com, myself, Drew Hernandez. We are going to make sure that Benghazi never goes away. It's also the anniversary of the time that Hillary Clinton had a little issue with her shoe. You may have remembered that from, from 2016. I certainly do because that was hilarious. But here's what's not hilarious. 9-11 families are coming out very upset because five of the 9-11 terrorists, five of the main ones down there at Guantanamo, guys that I used to work with, guys that I met in many cases, 
guys that I was face to face with, are now negotiating plea deals with President Joe Biden, his administration, to take the death penalty off the table. Oh, that's wonderful. That's just great. It was first revealed in March that guilty pleas in exchange for a life sentence could finally bring a close to the two decades long case. However, the anti-war, now the anti-war group, 9-11 Families for Peaceful Tomorrows, has said the plea deals are in part good faith agreement due to the CIA torture of the five. And let's look at the names here. Let's look at the names. So Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, of course, is first. Ramzi bin Al-Sheib, Mustafa Ahmed Al-Haswabi, Walid Ben Atash, and Amar Al-Baluchi were all expected to face the death penalty if convicted. It's from DailyMail.com. But, but, it looks as though, yeah, it looks as though they're going along with this. And they're saying, well, we're doing this because the CIA, and look, look. No serious country would allow an attack like that on their own citizens and then spend 20 years dragging this thing out in front of cameras, letting anybody in the world get involved. No, they would find the people who did it, they would take them out back, they would do, the need to be done, do what need to be done, and then they would go take care of business. But we didn't do that as a country, no. We play this crazy game where we're gonna let people stay around we're not going to have real trials. We're not going to have serious military tribunals. And then, instead of just going to get the people that actually conducted this attack, taking them out and going home, we decided to destabilize the Middle East for 20 years. Because, you know, why not? And then end up losing anyway to the Taliban. In a complete humiliation. We're 13 honored dead at Abbey Gate. And so the question I have for you is, quite simply, it's, it's, it's really simple, it's really simple. Do you want to have a serious country or not? If you want a serious country, we can go and do that. We can go down that route right now. And I'm all for due process and everything else when it comes to United States citizens. But when you have people who do something like this to your country, who do something like this, all right, you don't get 20 years. Not at all. 20 days, maybe. Even that would be a blessing. So there's a story over the weekend that I think a lot of people missed with everything that was going on out of NBC of all places. Visa, MasterCard, and American Express are now going to start categorizing sales from gun shops. What does this mean? Well, gun rights advocates and gun lobbyists have argued categorizing gun sales would unfairly flag an industry when most sales do not lead to mass shootings. So what does this mean? They're gonna start flagging everyone who uses any of the major cards at a gun shop. I'm gonna tell you something right now, boys. That means cash is king. That means go to your ATM, slide it through, get your cash out, and make sure, make sure that you're purchasing your guns with cash. I still remember when I went with my father to purchase my first gun. It was, it was a Glock 23, and we went to um, this place in in Skipack Village, and it was kind of like this guy just had a little shop, ran it by himself, and I said, that's the gun I want, paid for it in cash. We got the money out of an ATM at a Wawa. He said, give us a little break if we paid cash for it. And so we went up right through Skipback Village, got the money out of the ATM at the Wawa, went back, said boom, cash, cash in hand, gun in hand, you know what I'm saying? And what a great day. 
just my first gun, not my last. But the fact of the matter is this. The world's largest payment processors are now on the side of the activists. We talk about building a parallel economy. We talk about the fact that woke capital is being used against you to deny you of your rights and to fight against you. This is why we need these things. If you want to be a conservative and want to be a serious member of society, you're now going to have to start thinking like a dissident because they are using the institution. Name an institution in the United States or even the Western world more powerful than payment processors. You can go say Visa anywhere in the world. They know exactly what you mean. Visa, Visa, Visa. But suddenly, Visa is working with activists. Suddenly, they're tracking your purchases. They're flagging you. They're sending your information to the authorities. Now you got a problem. Now you got a huge problem on your hands. And by the way, where are the conservative political leaders calling this out and saying that if they get into office, they will ban this and they will punish these companies for doing it? We get so many people like, like this. They take this Trey Gowdy approach. I take this Trey Gowdy approach and they're going to be very upset. Gosh darn it. I'm so mad that that happened and I just, I just wish I would never got done. And Hillary, we're going to, we're so mad at you too. And the, it, the emotions would come out and nothing would happen. There'd be no action. There needs to be action on this. People need to be punished. If you're a corporation, if you're a think tank, if you're an entity, if you're in any way involved with this, you need to be punished legally. And no, no, I don't mean you be sent to jail, right? What I mean though is this, there needs to be legislation directly preventing this. And oh, by the way, if there's money to be had, that money ought to go to places to teach young people how to, how to use, operate, uh, use, operate, and fire guns safely, properly, and exercise the Second Amendment. Well, that's all the time we have tonight for Cuman Events Daily. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, as always, I promise our oath, our solemn vow to you, be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us. Share this out with one, just one, just one, just one of our normie friends, of your normie friends, and then leave us your five-star review, Apple, Spotify, wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. What do we talk about today? President Biden used his 9-11 speech to attack MAGA Americans, a judge barring an official who took part in January 6th, not violently, just attended January 6th from seeking or holding office. Third, the 9-11 Gitmo detainees are going to receive plea deals from the Biden administration to avoid the death penalty. And finally, Visa, MasterCard, and American Express are going to start categorizing sales, flagging sales from gun shops. Folks, I know I say this all the time. You have to understand what time it is. They're turning your own credit cards against you. Your payment processors are be turned against you. The institutions of our government, the institutions of our civilization, of our society. President of the United States is saying that you, as a MAGA American, are the enemy. So let's reflect back. 21 years ago, 9-11 takes place. We stood together as a country. We sure did. 9-12, that's today. Everybody talks about this idea of 9-12. Flags everywhere, patriotism, unity, great. That got squandered in the Middle East by neoconservatives and neoliberals who decided that we should go care about meddling in the rest of the world. 
spent trillions of dollars, thousands of American lives, and for what? To hand it all back to the Taliban. And now, that same national security state isn't being used for unity, it's being used to go after dissidents here at home. Ron Paul is right about that. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore. It's 9-11 again, and this time MAGA Americans are the terrorists. President Biden coming after you, Visa and American Express flagging gun sales. What is going on in this country? We're going to get into it, but we're also going to be talking about all of this in person. Join myself, Steve Bannon, Charlie Kirk, Dr. James Lindsay and Drew Hernandez in Phoenix, Arizona, September 16th to 17th. Make sure you come to the Great Reset Conference. We are joining together to talk about all of this and determine our steps forward. You must attend this summit or view it virtually. Make sure you go immediately to tpusa.com reset and secure your tickets. We will be there in just four days. All right. Do you hear what's going on? No, wait. We've now heard the reports that Visa, American Express, and MasterCard are going to be flagging, flagging people who make purchases at gun shops. All across this country, Americas are discovering that if we want to change this nation, we have to change the way the marketplace works. Woke corporations are seeking to divide us. Big banks are freezing the accounts of people who disagree with their political views, and our supply chain is dependent upon countries that actively work against our values. It's time for a change, and that change starts with you and your wallet. That's why Human Events Daily is proud to partner with Public Square, the largest directory of freedom-loving businesses our nation has ever seen. Public Square is the first app to connect freedom-loving Americans with their local community and the businesses that share their values. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against the COVID mandates, or a bank that would never cancel you for political views, Public Square is your guide. Just download the Public Square app from the Apple App Store or Google Play, create a free account, and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can find you today. Download the app today, Public Square. That's Public SQ, Public Square. Went for a hike recently up the mountain of Masada. You may have heard of it. It's in Israel, right on the banks of the Dead Sea. And let me tell you something, it was hot. It was scorching hot. It was with my brother. We were with uh, Drew from Turning Point. We went with a bunch of people up this thing. And I gotta tell you, I'm gonna just say it right now. I am so glad that I was wearing my undertax while I hiked Masada. What are undertax? They are my favorite boxer briefs in the entire world. Why are they the greatest boxers? I'll tell you why. Because they've literally been tested by special force operators, and by the way, tested by me climbing up Masada. They're made with high quality material. It's antimicrobial, anti-pilling and moisture wicking, so you stay fresh and dry all day long. They come with sturdy yet comfortable waistband that doesn't crack or loosen. Undertack is durable, ultra light, and shrink resistant. Here's the best part. They're about 30% less than the woke designer brands with the nine binary miles. So go to getundertack.com. That's getundertack.com. Right now you buy three, get one free with promo code POSO. Support a great American company that's pro-America, pro-2A, and pro-military. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Getundertack.com. Promo code POSO. Link in the bio.
I said bio, it should have been profile, but I think it'll work. Well, they say you gotta follow the three-week rule. What is the three-week rule, you might add? The three-week rule may be the best financial advice ever. What is it? Wait three weeks to buy that new car. Wait three weeks to refi your home mortgage and wait three weeks to finance any major purchase. Why three weeks? Because that's how fast the average ScoreMaster user takes to boost his or her credit score. An average of 61 points. Now listen, 61 points added to your credit score can save you tens of thousands on everything you finance. So ScoreMaster technology, this was developed by credit data scientists and it boosts your credit score higher and so much faster than you even thought possible. It's, it's very, very quick. ScoreMaster is so easy, it takes, it takes about a minute to get started, but you don't have to wait months. You just get your best credit score in about three weeks. Now, how many points can you add to your credit score? Make sure you visit scoremaster.com poso for the special seven-day trial that I got for you. That's scoremaster.com poso. Again, scoremaster.com poso, link in the description.